Welcome back to 9to5 Photographer, the podcast to help you get more shoots, make more money and spend more time doing the things you love. And today's episode is with the amazing Hannah Cousins. She's instantly likeable and I think this is because she's very relatable, talking about things that you and I often find ourselves thinking about. She doesn't shoot weddings, she shoots portraits and she's pretty flipping good at it too. We talk about what it's like to photograph people and importantly what it's like to be photographed and we also talk about how she moved quickly when the first lockdown hit us all pretty impressive stuff. But most of all, without getting all too emotional, Hannah breaks some personal news in this episode, which filled me with so much joy. I can only sense how much it's going to make you smile too. You might even be able to figure it out just from this intro. But when she tells me the news, I had no idea that it was coming. And I'm smiling again, just remembering that part. Anyway, enough of the jibber jabber. Let's hook you up with the amazing Hannah Cousins. Hannah, thank you for being here and welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great, thanks, Simon. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, yeah, having a very relaxing Sunday, a very a bit of a lazy day. It's been a bit of a hectic week, so um, it's actually quite nice to kick back a little bit. That said, we are still doing edits and emails, and you know what it's like. <laughs> it never really stops. So I'm um, sort of still we're still doing some you know various bits, but we're just trying to do it a little bit slower pace. The sun's out. I've got the nice sound of my neighbours doing some renovations, which I hope we won't hear during this podcast, but I apologise now. We can't hear anything at all at the Fingers moment, so that's all good. crossed, it stays <laughs> that way. But um, yeah, no, it's nice. It's, it's, it's nice. It makes a huge difference. It, it felt like the middle of winter yesterday, so it's sort of a, mm. a nice welcome relief that we are actually in spring now, so <laughs> it feels good. Now, it's interesting that you say you're, do, you're doing a bit of editing and stuff like that today, because... You know, on the one hand, when you become your own boss and, you know, you leave the corporate world, you, then you leave behind, you know, you, you leave behind the world of having a boss. But on the other hand, you kind of permanently feel like you're at work. How do you go about having time off and taking proper downtime? Because I'm not very good at that at all. I confess I'm dreadful at it too, Simon. Like, it's just, <laughs> I, I'm so bad. And I call it, I think it's a very real thing. And I, I call it self-employed guilt. I think mm. it's one of those things that if you're trying to have time off as well, you sort of feel like you should be doing something else. And um, mm. that took me a long, long time to try and balance out. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm still not very good at it. And sometimes what I, I find, well, pre-COVID, um, what's tended to work better for me and sort of still does to some extent is that I kind of, I need to physically remove myself. Like I need to be somewhere else. So going on holidays, going on trips, so literally going somewhere else, changing my environment mm. seems to be the only thing that makes me kind of stop, um, mm. which is mm. really strange. But um, it's like that thing that when you're at home, you just open the laptop, you just, <laughs> and I quite like going to places when you don't get signal on your phone as well, because then mm. you have to stop. It kind of forces you. Whereas the rest of the time we've got these little computers in our pockets and we you know it's like we're always checking it aren't we we're always looking yeah. at this and that and you know I'm very much it's a tough one to call sometimes because I'm very much a believer in sort of how how we kind of run the businesses that we give us the best service that we can so if somebody who sends an email we make sure they get a reply the same day even if that is 11 o'clock on a Sunday night we will still reply I don't know how sensible that is for us to do for our own mental health and our <laughs> own sort of downtime. Um, but at the moment, certainly at the moment, I think, you know, when 
things are picking up again after so long, you kind of want to make every effort that you can to make sure that your customer is getting good service and, you know, yeah. good customer service. So, um, yeah, no, I'm actually terrible at it. So if anybody else has got any better <laughs> tips to give to me, I'll be all ears. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people listening to this right now are also pretty terrible at it. So it's, um, uh, I, I think you're in good company. Let's put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Hannah, you talk about your customers. Let's let's unpack that a little bit. What sort of customers do you deal with? What sort of photography do you do? Give me a, just a little breakdown as to whether you're sort of corporate photography or families or weddings. What do you do? I definitely call myself a portrait photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of the way that I sort of describe that is pretty much anybody that needs a promotional portrait or a portrait to keep for themselves. Um, that said, I do not do weddings at all. Okay. I don't go near mm-hmm. them. Same with events. I don't photograph events. Um, So it's mainly kind of promotional portraiture or family portraits. I shoot family portraits. I shoot corporate. I shoot Mm -hmm. sort of commercial stuff. Pretty much anything and everything. It's basically my kind of, my description is anybody that needs a picture, whether that's little Doris down the road or whether Mm -hmm. that's some kind of like, you know, celebrity that needs a photo for for a latest press release or something, something or an author or a musician. Like it's really varied, really varied, Mm. which is what I love. But yeah, I still stay well away from from those weddings and events. (laughs) Okay, so why is that? What is it about weddings and events that that turns you off? I've done five in my life and Mm -hmm. Every time I did it, I said I would never do another one. And yet I did another one. But the funny thing about it, I feel like um, I feel like it's one of those things that you with anything that you do, I feel like you really have to love it to do your very best. Mm. And when you're doing it through gritted teeth, like I just don't I don't know, I don't think you're going to get the same results. And Mm. I certainly like it's it's great and it's lovely, um, you know, to be a part of someone's day and the build up. I just felt that kind of responsibility I, mean, I think maybe I overthought it maybe I overthought it and this is kind of I mean I know technology's changed now we have things like dual card slots and things like that but mm-hmm. my brain tended to go to the part which could have gone wrong so <laughs> what if a card corrupts what if this yeah. how could I say to a bride or that I missed that part or you know maybe I just associated and took on too much responsibility with it and I just thought do you know what? I'm, there's people out there that do such an amazing job and live and breathe this. Hmm. I'm going to leave that to them because that's the sort of person that I would want to photograph my wedding, hmm. not someone that was there because, you know, they, they kind of had to be. <laughs> I like the way you're thinking about that from their point of view as well as from your point of view, because it's not just a case of what you want to do. It's also recognizing there that you just said that from their point of view of course they'd rather they'd far sooner have someone that's like all out for weddings instead of someone that's I'm not saying that you're only half into it but but they want someone that's going to be completely into it right no absolutely and I I sort of I do feel that that's quite important and I still try to do that as much as I I can um when it comes to any kind of photography that I do Mm. I put myself in the position of the client um because that is so for me, that's really important. You know, we don't even really think about it because we're just like, oh, yeah, we're going to have our picture done. Mm. I had a really nice testimonial the other week. Some, a guy had been in and written a nice testimonial on Twitter. And I didn't really even, I didn't know who was on there, etc. I just had a notification come up. Okay. And mm-hmm. he had said that he was, he came in for his shoot. He was an author. He'd just written this book. He was really excited to get it out there. And mm-hmm. for me, it was just another shoot. He turned up and um, 
He said in his description, he said how he was very nervous to start off with, but hadn't been, etc. And he was made to feel at ease, which is all super lovely. And it was a lovely testimonial. But the thing, the takeaway for me from that was I thought, I had no idea. This guy gave nothing away Mm -hmm. to say to me or to show me that he was nervous in any way, shape or form. Big, tall guy, confident, comes in. I had no idea that he was perhaps feeling nervous in any way. Mm. So I thought, wow, that's fascinating. It just shows you how well some people do cover it up. Um, Mm. But certainly in the way that I communicate and the way that I am, it's always the same. It's always kind of like getting to know the person first um, regardless. But I just, Mm. it was, I thought that was quite an interesting exercise because I thought, wow, I had no idea he was nervous at all. But the majority of people that do sit in front of our lenses kind of are. (laughs) They just hide it well. Yeah. And and I guess, you know, there, there are times where we're going to feel a bit nervous. You know, maybe, maybe if you're, you know, one of those weddings that you were shooting, anyone out there listening to this, maybe someone who's about to shoot their first wedding or just starting out in their photography business, they, they could quite understandably feel a bit nervous to start off with. But we tend to not want our clients to see it. And in that situation, of course, your client didn't want you to see it, but it turned out that they were. Just makes you yeah. wonder, I guess, how often in life we meet people where we're not seeing the full picture. You know, everyone's got a backstory, haven't they? Oh, I 100% believe in that. Uh, like, you know, every day, the amount of things that even I have done, um, you know, I've gone on stage and done talks when I have had horrendous messages. I had to go and do, um, I sadly lost my mum a year ago. And uh, I, the day before I was going on stage and going up to Coventry to fill in for somebody else, at last minute I'd found out that there was no more uh, treatment there was nothing else that they could do oh, for my gosh. mum it's so strange you just have to go up on onto the stage and getting a different headspace mm. but the the difficulty I had to try to park all my emotions of knowing I had no idea how long I had left with my mum that was mm. it that was the end of it that was the end of the line no more treatment was working my brain like to try to move that somewhere else and I probably to anybody else that was sitting in the audience no one would have had a clue not no. a clue mm. but it's one of those things that having sort of been through that and done those things myself it I always now am, <laughs> I'm very I'm very cautious and I sort of, if someone's like, you know, maybe it's like it's a bit of road rage or whatever it is, I think, yeah. you know what, you don't know what people are carrying around with them. Yeah. So I think if yeah. we're all just a little bit more patient with each other and a bit kinder, you know, we just don't know. You don't know what's happening and people you cover it well. I don't know. We're British. We kind of do that, don't we? We don't really wear things, you know, yeah. our heart on our sleeve as much. So I think it's, it's always it's always good to be a little bit cautious. And yeah. I find another thing that's quite interesting when it comes to photography, um, which I sort of certainly say to people to look out for, is that sometimes nerves can come across as somebody being um, uptight or a bit aggressive or, you know, sometimes their their body language and their behaviour is actually just the fact that they're nervous, but they're not really sure how to express it. So if they yeah. come in and they're a bit short with you or a bit this or a bit that, sometimes that's just nerves and you crack yeah, them and yeah. then this whole other person comes out so I sort of try to think if someone's a bit a bit snappy or a bit this or that or I couldn't find it or I'm a bit stressed or all of this I'm like that's all right no problem we'll take our time you know and really mm. try and talk them down a little bit first and half the time it's just the fact that they were just a bit nervous and you know overthinking it and then you need them in that better space anyway before you take the pictures. So it kind of works do. out. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's a winner at the end of the day. But I, I think I think you're right. Yeah. You know, if COVID has taught, taught us anything, it's that we all need to have a bit more patience. And 
and, and, and we never know, you know, that, that guy that cuts you up on the road, you know, you, you mentioned about a bit of road rage, then, you know, maybe they cut you up because they're trying to dash to hospital because they've got, you know, maybe their wife's about to give birth or, or whatever it is, you know, you don't know. And it's quite easy to, 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 to snap and get cross, but... Okay, sometimes yeah. it may well be that they're just being an idiot on the road, but we don't know, and that's just it. We don't know. Yeah, that's it, exactly. I just try to, exactly as you say, so I just try and think, oh, okay, look, just don't take it personally. You just don't know what's going on. And until mm. you do, like, like you say, some people, yeah, will just mm. be a bit obnoxious or whatever they are. But, you know, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> mm. Right, now we've jumped straight into this, which is brilliant fun, but give us a bit of context as to where in the country you live and whether you're married or not and other half, what's going on in your world right now? <laughs> so um yeah i um i live in hertfordshire i'm in uh yeah just sort of about uh, 20 miles north of the river thames um and uh yeah it's nice i like it here i've lived here for about oh well i grew up in north london but i've lived in i moved out a little bit further mm-hmm. house prices um <laughs> but i moved out a little bit further about 15 years ago okay. um which was probably the right thing to do because i probably couldn't even afford my own house now so it's one of those strange things that how it happens but it's nice it's a nice area you feel very much we're very lucky where we are um we're close to a town but you know there's a lot of you know green space around etc so mm-hmm. you don't feel like you're in a city or anything like that yeah my partner is norwegian um so okay. yeah knut is also a videographer and a uh, landscape photographer or oh, that's sort of how he made a lot of his living back in norway he's got like photograph these amazing northern lights and <laughs> just all these sickeningly beautiful pictures <laughs> that you would get in norway and like, just yeah now now he's over here in london like not quite the same atmosphere <laughs> but um yeah, so we, we've been together for a couple of years. Um, we, we met through work. We were introduced um, via uh, one of the lighting companies that I, I speak for. He was one of the top sellers for them. And um, me being an ambassador for them, one of the, the head of Nordic one day went, I think you two would get on very well. I'm like, well, that's great that you've just told me that a random stranger in Norway would I would get on well with. But, <laughs> but it turns out he was right. So, <laughs> yeah, no, no we, we're not married or anything just yet. We're, um, we're sort of... Uh, waiting well I mean it has certainly hasn't been a good time to try and plan a wedding um with no. COVID and everything so <laughs> yeah. we will do we totally will do but uh, just um yeah we were like this is not really the best time to really think about that or to do that so we were like you know right. we'll just we'll just put put that on the back burner for a bit but <laughs> yeah it's all good now you were very blasé just then because you mentioned you're an ambassador for a lighting company did you say tell us a bit more about that yeah um do you want me to stay away from the brand or not uh, no, you can see. Well, it's up to you. It depends what your arrangement is with that company. You, you can talk about the brand if you want to. Oh yeah, so um, I'm yeah, I'm an ambassador for Profoto. Um, at, well, <laughs> uh, Profoto say they don't have ambassadors, but <laughs> I'm, I'm an ambassador. Um, I'm, I'm an educator for them. Put it that way. Um, okay, all right. And uh, also for um, for Sony as well. And is that well? How long have you had that arrangement for? And how does that work with them? Ooh. Um, it's not what you would think. Um, I think a lot of people sort of, uh, one of the most common questions that I get asked is how did you become an ambassador? How do you, mm. bec- how do you do that process? The strangest thing about it is that I can't really give anyone a definitive answer because both times that these situations have presented themselves, they have come to me. Um, now that isn't, for me to say, I'm not, I'm not saying that in a kind of like, you know, way to boost my ego or anything like that. Mm. But it, that's the truth is that I didn't, I certainly didn't approach them. But it was one of those situations where um, 
I was just getting on with life and um, doing what I do. And I decided one year, with ProPhoto in particular, that's probably, I've been working with them four or five years now. It's quite a while. One year I decided to do something on social media, which I called an advent lighting calendar, Um, which was uh, around Christmas time. What I did is I had this, I had this brainwave. I was like, you know what I'm going to do every day during December, I'm going to release a photo and a lighting diagram of Mm -hmm. how I lit it and just put it out. So it might help people if they're learning lighting, et cetera. And I'll just put Mm -hmm. it out on social media. Mm -hmm. And it turned out it went, it, you know, it seems to be, be going down pretty well. And then I was, I had this day at work when I was just hectic, surrounded by boxes. This is when I had my sort of big family portrait studio and it was 18th of December. And I was like, oh, surrounded in boxes and all of this. I was like, oh my gosh, I have so many orders to get across. And this email pops into my inbox and it says opportunity to work together. And I thought, oh, what's this? Is this someone wanting something for free for promotion or whatever <laughs> yeah, it is? Yeah, exposure. <laughs> yeah, one of them. I thought, honestly <laughs> thought it was one of them. So I was like, oh, I'm so busy. What is this? And then I scrolled down and I was like, oh, it's the marketing manager of ProPhoto UK. Whoops. Um, <laughs> better read this properly. Um, so basically what was really nice is they had said um how they had seen it i have no idea but they said look we we can see what you know, what you're doing here's someone we can see that you know this is cool you can you can clearly light something 24 different ways you know would mm-hmm. you be interested in have a conversation um to see if there's any ways that we can work together and i was like um let me think about that <laughs> yes um, yes absolutely <laughs> so, <laughs> so we that was kind of that was really cool i mean i wasn't a pro photo user at the time i was mm-hmm. using whatever i could really i had a mixture of bowen stuff and ellen crom stuff oh I mean, so it's I'm not like you were very... banging on about pro photo before they got in touch with you no not at all I didn't even use the stuff no I didn't even use their kit um so it was it was just kind of weird yeah it was one of those weird sort of strange no I certainly wasn't sort of tagging them or promoting them because I didn't use them at all so it was just that they were like hold on a second um I don't know and then they had seen a couple of other sort of videos that I'd made that were around on YouTube and I think the kind of combination of the fact that the way that I seem to communicate with people via video was very much like, I don't know, they seem to like my presentation style and the, the fact that I could do stuff to camera, um, had some experience with it and could do some lighting. I think they were thought, how can we sort of use her really? And so that sort of started. Um, I did some talks for them. Uh, so that was in January. I did some talks for them in the photography show uh, in March. Mm-hmm. And then that October, I was chosen as... Oh, God, I hate saying this. I get so cringy and embarrassed. But um, <laughs> uh, I was one of... Um, I was selected as one of four educators um, from around the world which were for their academy programme. Okay. So there was me and uh, four other photographers um, who we all presented. You know, like Lindsay Adler did fashion. I did portrait um, I, I can't um, I, I can't remember who did weddings but there was a, there was four of us that all had a different sort of topic to cover and they sort mm-hmm. of came to me and said would you be an educator for us and I was like well, yeah of course like but why me like why just little me no one's heard of me no one knows who I am they're like that doesn't matter they're like the mm. fact is that you're a working photographer mm. and you do this all day every day gives you the credibility that people want to learn from somebody that does do it all day every day that we're not looking mm. for someone that you know has x amount of followers or this or that they were like we just want someone that can communicate well and does this full time and has been for the length of time that you've been doing it so that was my story of pro photo mm. and then sure enough 
I was at the photography show one year and I got sidelined by Sony. I was a Canon user and okay. um, I just suddenly got approached by a lady who I'd never seen before in my life saying, Hannah, can you come over to the stand? This person wants a word with you. I was like, okay, uh, hang on. What? So where were you? Sony? What? Like I just, uh-huh. and a very similar thing. Um, I just, it's completely sidelined, not expecting it at all. I didn't know what was going on. Never touched a Sony camera before in my life. Right. Um, and went over to them and had a conversation, not really having a clue why I was there, but speaking to their marketing guy. And he said, look, I've, I've been trying to get hold of you for a while, but I thought you were a Canon ambassador. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm just, you know, I, I just, just used their Canon. kit. And yeah. yeah, that's it. And, you know, I was like, oh, I thought you were contracted to them. He's like, anyway, look, we see the amount of um, kit that you use and the way that you use it. We feel that, you know, you'd get on really well. You'd be a good candidate to get on well with our kit. It's much lighter, mirrorless. Have you shot mirrorless before? I was like, oh, I tried a Fuji, didn't suit me. I didn't don't think I like mirrorless, blah, blah, blah. And how long ago was this? Um, good question. This must have been 2018, 17, okay, 18. right, right. So before 18. the R5 and the R6 on the Canon line then, in that case. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, before that. So, yeah, it was, um, this was way back then. And um, yeah, so I was just really, it was that weird year um, for people that, you know, well, maybe not in the UK. We have this big trade show at the photography show, huge event. I, do, I always do ridiculous amounts of talks. And it was the year that it snowed. So everything was really surreal. The numbers were really down. Everything was just weird. And sure enough, this made it even more weird. Um, <laughs> and But yeah, I mean, I had this conversation and they were like, look, let us loan you some kits, see how you get on with it. Mm-hmm. And all of that. And so I, I, I took it and I was like, okay, I'm, oh, I don't know. I have no, you know what it's like? It's much easier to stay with what you know and yeah. use and why would you change? Yeah. So as I always say, there had to be benefits. There had to be a reason for me to change because yeah. why would I bother otherwise? Yeah. And I used the kit and it turned out, I was like, oh, this really is fascinating and you know, really okay. interesting. And I took it, I had, was, had a trip planned to Santorini and took it there. And I was like, things like the dynamic range. And I was shooting with other people that were still, that were using Canon. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. and I have mine with me just in case. Mm. And I was like, whoa, the, there is a difference. There really mm. is a difference. The way okay. this is coping in this con- these conditions, mm. I was like, okay, this is, maybe I should really take this a bit more seriously mm. um, and start looking at this and using it properly. Mm-hmm. And the re- I was using the A7R three. Okay. So the resolution was mega and things that I just, just wasn't used to. And mm. I was always like, oh, is the lens is going to be that sharp? Is this going to be this? That? And I was just, blown, I really was blown away. And I think that is kind of how they do it. I think Sony are very smart, just kind of putting mm. things in front of you and going kind of like, here, just use this and see yeah. what you think. And then you yeah. go, ooh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's it. Um, and certainly with the ambassador program, we're not paid. We don't get salaries. And we actually have to buy our own kit, which is a huge, like people are very surprised about it. They're like, what do you mean you're not just given this and given that? It's like, no, that's not mm. how it works. Mm. Um, they probably hide under the, the guise of, well, um, they say that, well, we want you to really like the kit enough that you bought it yourself, because if we give it to you and say you've got to say good things about it, then anyone can do that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well... Yeah, that's that's fair enough, but I feel like it's a slight cop out of you trying to give a free <laughs> kit. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no, it's, we 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 joke, but um, yeah, no, it's and it's just been and that's just been ongoing. It's been one of those things where it does just really suit me. I'm so not a person that is a. I'm not a gearhead. I don't care. I don't, you know, I'm not the sort of person that sort of researches everything. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, does this make my life easier? Yes or no? If yeah. it does, 
I'm going to do it. If it doesn't, I don't care. I'm not yeah. going to go into every manual. And I said to them, they, 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 you know, after a while, they said to me, oh, would you be interested in uh, working with us as an ambassador? I was like, I don't think that's a good idea, guys. I've been using this for five minutes. It's got all these menus I don't really care about. You know, and they're like, no, that's kind of why we want you to be an ambassador. I'm like, right. hang on, that sounds backwards. What? They're like, yeah. no, we want you to be able to say to people, this is how and why you use it. And the fact that it does all of these things, you use it how you use it. And that's right. why we have different ambassadors. We have people that use it one way and okay. other that will use it another way. So you don't need to know all the ins and outs. I was like, good, because I don't care. Um, mm. And they were like, yeah, that, that's good. That's like, that's what we want. So I'm guessing to an extent, you kind of reflected their target market or part of their target market that they were trying to hit because maybe they yeah. were trying to attract people who, who who aren't, you know, seriously into gear, but are just more into, you know, will this enable me to get the shots that I need easily without me having to worry about how I achieve this technical thing I'm, I'm not a technical photographer either actually i'm just like you i just i just like to know that my gear is going to work yeah so maybe maybe, exactly. maybe maybe that's what they're after then just someone like someone exactly like that as opposed to you know someone who knows everything about every menu setting that there is in the camera yeah oh totally and i think it was um they sort of said to, they they didn't have any um sort of studio photographers they didn't have many studio photographers that would use flash and you know work the way that i did with lights etc right. um yeah and so which of course is technical i'm not saying that i don't know anything i'm just no. saying that when it comes to all the ins and outs of it and i'm very blunt and the thing that they're wonderful with as well is they do hmm. not censor you at all they will let you say whatever you want and okay. you know be very straight talking and because mm. I, I did sort of warn them and I said, look, I'm, if I don't like something, I'm going to say so. And they said, that's the point in having an ambassador. You give us the feedback yeah. so that we can improve it for next time. I'm like, all right, this sounds like it's going to work. And yeah. sure enough, that was exactly it. I just, you know, and, and now, and this, sometimes someone will ask me about something. I'll be like, okay, I've got through 15 years of my career without having to know what that button does. Mm -hmm. And I've been fine. If mm. you want to learn about that, that's absolutely great. But for me, I couldn't care less. I just yeah. this is how I use it. This is what yeah. I do for the work that I produce. Could I learn more? Yeah, probably. Do I care? Not really. No. <laughs> so both <laughs> of my relationships where those have come up have been really random and just yeah, by by chance. So I just say to people, just do you, just do what you do. And you mm. just never, ever know who's watching, listening. You haven't got a clue. I had no idea that either of these two ginormous companies had, why would they know I existed? Why, like, what, what, what's the, mm. I had no, and the, the thing that doesn't work is trying to be an ambassador, trying okay. to approach them, trying to write to them, saying, I've got this project. It would be really good for you if I use your kit, etc. They get thousands mm. and thousands of emails like that every single day. Mm. Just do you do it well and before long someone will be in touch i'm sure that sounds awesome i love it so are you 100 percent sony now you don't shoot canon at all now no i haven't picked up a canon for four years maybe oh, right, like right. That. I'd, I'd probably really screw it up if i did now because everything's <laughs> in different places and goes backwards it'd be yeah it'd be really strange so uh, yeah no I've, I've, I've switched over i did I was, i'm one of these people that's all in or not so yeah. i just sort of made the decision to switch over and now I haven't looked back at all I, I know lots of people at Canon and you know I still have the banter that goes backwards and forwards oh you'll come back all of this and like <laughs> no really not guys it's four years later I'm still not back there am I so yeah, yeah. but um yeah no it just it works for me and 
And I sort of say to anybody listening, I really couldn't, like, couldn't care less. But it doesn't matter what anybody uses. It's not. I hate all this brand wars of, oh, this is better than this, etc. It's like just use what works for you. You could just. Yeah. It really, really doesn't matter, does it? It's like just use what works for you. I'm not here yeah. to sell stuff. I'm just here to use what works for me, and yeah. so should everybody else, regardless of what that is. No, love it, love it. Let's talk a little bit about training because. Obviously, during the COVID era, a lot of people started jumping on the on the bandwagon of, of that world of online training. But training is something you were doing before COVID came around. Tell us a little bit about what you were doing in your with your in-person workshops. Yeah, so it was um, I loved it. I just, you know, I kind of I had lots of the <laughs> just we had so much planned and I was we were doing um, we had some great things with Photo going at the end of 2019. We started doing workshops, uh, sorry, road mm-hmm. shows and yeah, we, we were going to do more. And I was supposed to be going to the States with them and doing all these different wow. tours and going to the States. Wow. Yeah, I know. That was really like, couldn't speak about it at the time, but no one cares now because it's not happening. (laughs) But yeah, no, I was supposed to be going over there and, you know, we were kind of plotting out the route of where I was going to go and how many we were going to do. And it was great fun and it was all very exciting. I had a Skype meeting about What sort of numbers are we talking about? Oh, I was like, just give me everything. I'll go everywhere. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm, I, I love working hard. I was like, it was everything. It was because, of course, it's, they, they, they're split into regions. Um, and uh, I was like, look, I just, I've been to the States a lot anyway. Um, but I was just like, yep, just you tell me. You tell me, I'll do it. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I don't care about traveling. I'd previously been to China with Profoto in 2018. Wow. Okay. And that was nuts that was a six city tour uh two of those were in taiwan as well actually and it was nuts it was day on it, it was a day on doing a full-on you know uh, seminar and mm-hmm. then the day after we'd be flying so pretty much wow. it's okay. gone it, it was it was mad travel it was like right fly speak fly speak yeah no it, was, it was really really <laughs> intense and so it was one of those trips where you're like i cannot get ill i mustn't get ill in any way shape or form i can't yeah. get jet lag i can't get yeah because you had to perform but i loved it i loved that buzz and that adrenaline and i love working hard so for me i was just like yeah we'll do the same with the states then i'm like just do whatever i'll be there <laughs> mm, <laughs> i'll figure yeah. it out yeah. um so that was yeah that happened we had a skype call trying to figure all that out on the 9th of january and um yeah then of course here there we were trying to plan something for the summer and then boom covid happened um yeah. But I was supposed to be doing Photokina and in Germany and things like that. Like it was really looking lovely. We were supposed to go back to Norway to do a few things and mm-hmm. and then kaput, you know, COVID just went, No, you're not. So <laughs> And that was the end of all of that. <laughs> and that was the end of that. So yeah, I mean it was one of and but previous to that as well, we were you know, run my own, you know, in person workshops, which I love to do. I just love it. I love that hands on watching people, you know click the dots together connect the dots and Mm. understand light take a picture and my favorite thing is when someone needs to take a picture in a workshop and then you know come over and show you they'll be like what do you think what do you think i'm like it's awesome they'd be so happy that they had taken that picture it's like they couldn't believe it and that to me was the beauty of teaching and or, or you know working like we do i just loved it i loved that buzz of seeing people getting excited and all of that so I was like, oh, I don't know if it would ever be the same to do some kind of online stuff. But we just looked at, you know, my partner and I just sort of looked at each other and we just went, okay, that none of this, this isn't going away. At first, I think when COVID hit, all of us were thinking, 
well, maybe it might last a few months, you know, like three weeks to flatten the curve, all of this. Yep, and then yep, like, yep. here we are, yep. like a year later, you know. <laughs> so I think realistically, I'm very, very much an optimist, but at the same time, I'm a realist. And I said to my partner, I was like, we ain't going to be able to go anywhere, I'm going to say, or get in a conference hall or anything like that for at mm. least a year. Part of me sort of feels it might be longer, but I don't want to be that pessimistic. Um, so let's say for a year, there's not going to be no workshops. There's going to be none of that stuff happening. That's pretty impressive that you realized that back then, because a lot of people, I don't think, did realize that. I mean, I, I certainly didn't. I, I think a lot of us were thinking it was going to be either just a few weeks or maybe you know, six months at most, if things were, went really bad, it was going to be six months. But the idea of us still, you know, being in a bit of a poo sandwich a year later, I don't think many people thought that at all. Well, to be totally honest with you, Simon, it wasn't necessarily my insight. Um, one of my, uh, two of my very good friends, um, they're scientists and uh, we were having like just our regular, we were all just catching up on Zoom, just being mm -hmm. silly, you know, doing a pub quiz or whatever. And we were talking about it and she said to me, because, you know, I thought things might be up and running again by the sort of autumn from Christmas time. She said, mm. no, all the, science, all the science conferences have gone online. They're all, they've all been cancelled until, you know, whatever. I think even, yeah. even 2021 were cancelled. And I was like, are you joking? And she mm. was like, no, no. And the same with international travel. I was like, no, hold on. I was like, are you, are you, are you serious? Like, what, are you just winding me up because you know these are things I like to do? And she was like, no, <laughs> Hannah, seriously. She said, no. Mm -hmm. And um, I honestly thought she was pulling my leg. And then... Um, yeah, so, but then I was like, okay, my friends are smart. They've got very good jobs in these yeah. departments because they they know what they're talking about. If they if they think that, mm. it would be very ignorant of me to just gloss over that and think, oh, yeah. yeah, whatever. So after it's not my insight, it was having that conversation with my friends to kind of go, okay, so perhaps mm. this is a little more intense than we were thinking so again we sort of looked at each other and went well what can we do we went well let's have a look um hmm. and over lockdown initially we started to have some fun on social media we mm -hmm. we decided to do we did this thing called live in the garage so every every saturday mm -hmm. we we've got a little garage studio at home and we mm -hmm. only had so much kit here because the rest of it after lockdown happened we couldn't go and get it. It was we were locked down, locked down. So we only had so much kit here, and we carried it on for eight weeks. And we just went live every Saturday for an hour. My poor partner ended up being the model every week, and it turned into a bit of fun. It was like a cool kind of we made this little community, and it was um, what am I going to dress him up as this week? Because we sort of we, it really was like that. Because, I had um, the photography show was going to happen, so I'd hired a costume which yeah. I was going to use for my model. So I mm -hmm. dressed him up. He was in his Victorian outfit one week. <laughs> the next week, he was in a football shirt. The week, I mean, we honestly, it was it was really ridiculous, but it was a lot of good fun. Mm. And mm. Um, but what started to happen is we realised that there is a need out there for people that people still want to learn. And um, what was really interesting is we would ask people where they were from. And you know when we started the the, um, yeah, the live feed, and it was all over the world. I was Get like, out, no "This way. is nuts!" Wow. Yeah, I was like, "There was people in Ghana, there was people in Japan, there was people in Chile." I was like, no "What? Way. Hang on, what time is it where you are?" Harvard, you know, lot <laughs> is in the US. Like, and they're like, "Oh, it's you know, it's like coming up to 11 p.m. or it's like, oh, it's six o'clock in the morning." I'm like, "Why are you watching us, you no nutters?" Way. Like, <laughs> it wow. was absolutely mad. And but yet at the same time, it really taught us something. 
which was that every time we go out and do a workshop we are, of course, it's location-based. And all of mm. that we've been doing so far had been in the UK. Mm-hmm. And you could, you're relying on people to be able to get to where you are at mm. that day, at that time, to be able yep. to learn. And we went, hold on a second. There's, there's, a, there's a big market out there for people that want to learn but can't get to you or you can't get to them, like this current situation. Mm. So we just went, right, okay, let's do it. Let's do what we would do in a workshop, perhaps refine it a bit more into different genres so people can click on or learn something, click mm-hmm. on the course that's relevant to them and not have to go through all this other stuff. Right. And we we did. We went absolutely crazy. And the time between July, when we were allowed allowed out, <laughs> as it were, yeah. Yeah. Um, in July through to October, we filmed and filmed and filmed and didn't edit a single thing. We just filmed it and threw it away, filmed it, threw it away. Because I had this horrible suspicion this was all going to raise its ugly head again in the sort of autumn and winter. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it did. And so it gave us something to do. And it was just saving our sanity during lockdown, really, that mm. we had something to work on. Because for two workaholics who are terrible at being inside, it gave us a focus. Even though it was really kind of like some days you just didn't feel like doing it whatsoever. Mm. We're much more people that would rather be doing that than we would we wouldn't we don't even own netflix for example we're not we're not tv people we just so so it it just suited us better in our in our makeup and then before we knew it we ended up with this training platform of uh, you know 15 different videos across all genres because Mm -hmm. it was stopping us going mad during lockdown basically so whilst a lot of people were i mean we're, we're certainly not doing it for our income um Mm -hmm. because we've priced them you know quite competitively and we're not doing subscription based because we're back to work now and so we haven't got time to dedicate to it now we're working photographers yeah um but it was something that we thought wait if we can create this during a bad time maybe this is something this is a resource that people can refer back to or we can refer people to if they want to learn something specific but we're not able to accommodate them for whatever reason Mm -hmm. so it, oh, don't get me wrong, Simon. It was it was really, really, really hard work. I mean, we really I don't think we've ever worked so hard, but it was it kept us sane. It it kept us you know it kept some, it kept me away from stewing around you know like having to deal with grief and you know things like that. You know, mm. of course, like because I'd lost my mum and then COVID and like all of this. So it kept me busy, and I'm much I'm a much better person when I'm busy. So mm. in a way, it was kind of a, a bit of therapy for us. And yeah, it turns yeah. out we ended up with a nice product at the end of it. So it's yeah. all a winner, yeah. really. So the training is still available, is it online? So people can still go and get it if they want to. Yeah, it's it's there full time. I mean, it's um it's just a, a very simple <laughs> like we we kept it friendly because the whole point and the whole idea is we wanted to carry on that feeling that we were creating from the live in the garage thing that we were doing over lockdown and right. because no one can spell my name um it was easier to just co- we, it's just learn with hannah.com because we were right. like right okay, okay yeah. well people know that like no hopefully people can spell hannah um <laughs> and it was we wanted it a bit more friendly it's like you're, you're with us you're you know you're gonna learn with us it's not mm-hmm. like it's a big an academy or anything like that so it was just very simple and mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's there and it's lovely and it's nice uh, we've had amazing feedback and uh, yeah, it's really, really lovely to see how much it's helped people. And uh, yeah, we're really, we're really proud of it. As I say, it's not our main source of income or something that we're desperately trying to push out into the world. It's just something mm-hmm. that is like, oh, this is so cool. And I'm so glad that people are really finding this useful because you go yeah. ahead and make these things with the intention. But 
it's been lovely that that's been the case. So yeah, it's all still available. They're all made and they will stay there for as long as people want to see them. And we may add to it, there's some free courses. It's good fun. Do you think as well that, that one of the reasons it was popular is because you were doing it for fun and you weren't doing it in order to you know, create a large passive income, which is how some people try to do it. Do you think that your audience could see the authenticity in there of you just having, having some fun and genuinely wanting to help people during a lockdown period? Yeah, I hope so. I think, um, I think people know the way that, I think the way that we've advertised it as well is, you know, we, we said that we were creating something and upon the launch, you know, in the trailers, et cetera, as we've said, it's to help people become working photographers Mm. i've had my business for 15 years and all across all kinds of different genres Mm. and what i think is interesting is that perhaps now whereas before we all might have been quite niche and specialized Mm -hmm. i'm not sure that we can afford at the moment to to do that it might be some people can some people can't and it wouldn't usually be my method of of doing things but yet at the same time a lot of us just need some work right now. Mm. So it could be that people that had never, who had only shot family portraits now need to think or being asked to do corporate work. Mm. And perhaps they're just like, well, okay, but I, I've never done this before. Where do I start? Right. Like, yeah. how, how do I do this? And my approach is always very much like, we've only done genres that I genuinely shoot every day of my life within right. the business yeah yeah um otherwise it's not authentic at all and who am i to tell people you know how i do it it's just yeah we've when we start from beginning to end so we talk about the approach to the shoot it's very much all mistakes are in there too all mm-hmm. the shots are straight off camera there's dust spots wonky horizons everything mm-hmm. you see it for mm-hmm. real like yeah. there's no oh it's all perfect and polished it's like this is what can happen one of the shoots in particular, you know, some of them, I didn't even meet the clients before I turned up because I was like, right. I want this to be real interaction. We'd, we'd had the conversation via email that we were looking to make these videos. Would they be prepared to be featured in them, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it was like wonderful that they did. But what I wanted is not just to talk about this is how you light it. This is how you do this. I was like, this one, if you're stepping into a new genre or you're thinking of exploring something else, sometimes it might be you're not sure how to communicate with people. So... Mm. Mm. How, how, well, what, what, how does Hannah do it? How does Hannah do it when she turns up in the rain and then the wind is really blowing and it's mm-hmm. outside, then the sun breaks and yep. then it goes back in again. And then like, you know, there was no editing. There was no cutting. It was like, yeah, well, brilliant. this is real life. You know, awesome. this is what happens. So yeah. why not, why not bring people with us and show us that? And I think people, I hope that over the, if people have got to, know me via social media or the other teaching that I've done, I hope people realize and would know that anything that I put out there, hmm. I mean, I'm very blunt. I'm very honest, as you can probably tell so far <laughs> through this interview, I, a spade's a spade with me and I don't try and pretend that I'm anything that I'm not. So mm-hmm. that goes for the training too. And we go all the way through from meeting the client all the way through to, deli- to editing and delivering the final images. I'm not the best person in the world at doing this, but I'm someone that does do it enough to earn a, earn a living and call this my job and have done for 15 years. Mm. And man, I've made mistakes and I still do. <laughs> like we all do. To think we all that do. even 15 yeah. years later, of course yeah. you do still make mistakes, but yeah. there's, it, I think it's the feeling for the viewer or you know for whoever is listening or watching to go, oh, that's fine. Oh, that's fine. So she mm. still makes those mistakes. Even with mm. all that experience, she still makes these mistakes. Oh, this is very common. Or, oh, okay, I wouldn't have thought of done that, doing that. If I can try and 
get someone out of a sticky situation only because I've been there before and I've had to do it. Hopefully that might make them feel a little bit more confident if they're going into a new genre that perhaps they can do it too. And it's okay if things go wrong. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's how you recover that counts. Love it. I think it's fantastic. I really do. In fact, talking of mistake, I made a tiny mistake. Uh, I say a tiny mistake. Could have been disastrous, but I turned up for a shoot and I only had one battery. All my other batteries were still on the battery chargers back home. I think everyone's oh. done it once, but usually on maybe you've left one behind on a charger, but instead of taking five, I took one. And I knew I was doing a video shoot. I knew that one wasn't going to last. And I thought, how the heck do I get out of this? This battery is only going to last me until about 11 o'clock at the best. And then, then I realized, because I'm using the Canon R5, you, you can charge that uh, when it's in the camera. You can charge the battery when it's in the camera itself. Of course, I didn't have a oh. charger with me at all, but I did have my iPad. It's an iPad Pro with the USB-C. And I had a USB-C to USB-C cable. And I suddenly thought, hang about, I wonder if I can plug this in and charge my Canon battery off my iPad Pro. And you know what? You can. I, I had no oh. idea. So I had my iPad Pro clamped onto my tripod and then charging the battery in the R5. Never knew you could do that, but there you go. That Fantastic. got me out of a sticky situation. So, so yeah, quite Oh, fun. yeah, for sure. I was going to say, at least you had one battery with you. I mean, I think we've all done it where we've just gone, or the memory card as well, or the, the whole memory, memory card. card thing. Yeah. I still have my camera set to it will not release the shutter without a memory card in it because yeah. I'm just terrified that I'm going to go. <laughs> I don't Do a know. whole shoot without these... a card in there. <laughs> I know you go, oh my God, there's no card in there. Like, you know, it's all these little things that, you know, perhaps you've done before. And even yesterday, I was in the studio and my batteries were down on my air remote and they eat AAA batteries. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I've got some in my bag. And I went to my bag. I was like, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. No. So I, got, I was like, okay, well, I must have gone through all of those when I thought I had them. So I just yeah. went over to the TV remote and took them out the TV remote <laughs> and used those. Like, exactly what you're saying, Simon. I mean, it just sometimes these situations, you know, force you to, to, yeah. to find... A solution. a solution so like that's yeah. amazing that you thought to be able to connect your ipad to connect to charge your camera that's just genius that's brilliant <laughs> and it's quite good that you found a tv <laughs> remote control to get you out of a spot i love it i know i know i probably would have gone around anywhere to be honest just didn't do anything <laughs> i did put them back <laughs> let's switch off from photography for a second tell me three things you're into nothing at all to do with photography Oh, right. Okay. Good question. So at the moment, oh, I'm really into swimming. I'm uh, yeah, really okay. so happy that the pools are back open. Mm. I'm not a runner. I mean, amazing for people that are, I can't stand it. I hate it. <laughs> it's just one of the, I, and do you know what's interesting? I haven't met many people. There's not many people that like love swimming and love running it seems you're one or the other (laughs) i know some people do those triathlons but for for, you know for if you were to choose which one you would do i Mm -hmm. i don't i've not met many people that go oh yeah well i love doing both like Mm. (laughs) it seems you're one or the other so i you know over lockdown and during the winter etc you know you'd go for the walk oh we all went for walks didn't we Mm. we walked and walked and walked around the same places again and again (laughs) um but after that I was just like, okay, I'm really over this now. I'm really bored of walking around the same places. Um, but yeah, no, I've always been a swimmer. And, um, you know, I, I used to swim every every morning, every other morning before work. I'd be in the pool quarter past seven and I'd be down there and I'd just, 
it gave me, it, I found it was really good for me, not only physically, um, but there's something about the process of just being in your own head, swimming underwater, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thinking about the day ahead. It gave me that time to just switch off, you know, and be in the pool by myself, you know, not literally by myself as other people, but in terms of you don't have to make conversation. And I just loved that. I just, mm-hmm. I've really, really missed that. So I have been swimming a lot and been very grateful um that mm. they are open what else am i into at the moment oh that's a good question um this is, oh, this is I'm, I'm gonna give you an exclusive here simon and <laughs> <laughs> i am um we haven't made this news public yet but um uh, knut and i are expecting a baby on the first of october oh get out um, no way so, oh congratulations yeah, so, thank you very much so, the Yay. funny thing is about <laughs> thank you so the amusing oh, thing wow. is about what i'm into at the moment it's just it's like sleep and food <laughs> they're kind of i mean the sad reality is that's kind of my life at the moment <laughs> so it's like swimming food sleep <laughs> right um, wow so, so yeah amazing news that, that's bizarre. so good that's so, so good so hang on hang on when, when, when's baby due in october did you say first of october yeah first of october. so um yeah so we're still we well, i think 20 week scans next week which is still, you know the kind of the big one that you want to get out of the way mm-hmm. so um yeah, yeah but after after that's done and it's, it's still be done in a few days and there's nothing i can do about it anyway but yeah. um yeah. uh yeah once that's done i think we'll probably be able to sort of break the news a little bit more but it's kind of quite funny when i was like thinking about when you asked me that i was like <laughs> um <laughs> It's not an awful lot, really. It's kind of, it's not much that I, c- I can really be into because I can't do this and I can't eat that and I can't do yeah, that. And yeah. I think it's just been such a, a joy having felt so horrendous over the first few few weeks. The fact yeah. that I can now eat and drink again, I've now turned into some bizarre creature that wants to try everything that they haven't eaten before and the hottest <laughs> curries they've ever had in their life like, so i'm really into food and things like it's really really strange yeah but you had morning sickness did you to start off with oh yeah thank thankfully i wasn't physically ill thank gosh but mm. um yeah oh the nausea the nausea morning till night uh, it, it, oh. i just thought i mean i was like wow how do people do this like because we were mm. in lockdown mm. so i just thought how on earth do people firstly do this more than once mm-hmm. and secondly how do people go to work and cover this up and I mean I felt so dreadful mm-hmm. and it's, only, it's one of those things that only afterwards you realize how bad you felt when you start to feel better but yeah certainly um there's there's quite a few of the trailers that we were finishing recording um to launch the platform where no doubt if anybody goes and watches them now they'll see how green I actually look <laughs> because in between takes I was like oh, hang on a minute I need some fresh air <laughs> it just, it's quite funny so um yeah no I mean I, I wish I could tell you I mean traveling that's another thing that I mean I was such a traveler before I just before all of this I would just want to go here there and everywhere mm. um and at the moment obviously we can't and you know now in my situation we're quite limited on what we can do so it's mm. been quite interesting to look at what traveling you can do mm-hmm. um within the uk and you know perhaps it's sort of one of those things that i've gone i've been very lucky i've gone to lots and lots of places around the world i've lived in different countries yeah and now maybe i haven't really ex- i wasn't really exploring what was in my own backyard you know i didn't mm. really sort mm. of think 
to explore so much of the UK. So that's been kind of quite quite fun, sort of having mm. a look at what we could do and where we could go. And yeah, we even went to Jersey last September. I'd never been okay. to Jersey before. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, you can go by boat, you can take the car, you know, things like that. It, it was quite interesting to sort of you know suddenly have this other world open up to you. So travel, yeah. I, I'm obs- I love traveling. I'm obsessed with traveling. But mm. um, yeah, at the moment it's not the right thing to do. You're not able to do it. So it's just made me look around the UK a little bit more. But yeah, yeah. I wish there was more exciting things I could tell you. But that is pretty much my life at the moment, and it all revolves around food I, and sleep. I, I, I think number two. I think having a baby. That that's the most exciting one we've had on any podcast episode <laughs> of what anyone's into right now. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Uh, oh, it's good. I mean, I we have we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, we're we're both well, thirty eight. And uh, yeah, we're a little bit later in life compared to um, yeah other people that have already got started with this. So we are definitely kind of like, okay, right, we're ready to embrace this world of no sleep and I don't know what. So um, yeah, we're kind of like laughing, crying as people are telling yeah. us horror stories. <laughs> yeah, right yeah. Just just lie, just lie to us. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, it's it's your family, and 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 you know, the, the way to do it is the way that you're going to do it. Because I remember some, someone said to me, I'll give you one bit of advice, Simon. Just don't take any advice from anyone. Just do it your way. It's your family. Yeah. You're going to know your children better than anybody else. So, you know, other people will, will try to give you some good advice. And it might be good advice for them. And it might be good advice for you. But if it's not the right advice for you, then do it your own way. And do it your own way with confidence. It's okay. So I, I've remembered that. Oh, that's and that's a really nice thing to share, actually, Simon, because I think and and do you know what that that is such a nice thing to say. We try. I mean, you try and learn. You you do what you can to make sure you're doing the right thing. But yet at the same time, I'm trying not to get too caught up in reading every book under the sun and mm. it should be like this, should be like mm. that. Because as you say, I think ultimately this little uh, this little we know it's a boy. This little boy is going to come out okay. and. He's going to do what he's going to do. Like, mm, what's the point yeah. in me trying to plan a sleep routine now? You yeah. know, like, I just, yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm very much a kind of, I try where possible in life. I think you know, it's very, it's very hard to make plans that really, you know, you can stick to. Anything mm-hmm. can happen. And so I just have mm. tried to learn over the years to just roll with it and go with the flow. So Brilliant. hopefully that will continue and I won't stress myself out. But speak no, to me I in six it. months time and that could be a different story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll do great. I'm sure you will. It'll, it'll all be, it'll all be oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Hannah, we need to bring this to a close in a minute. But anyone who wants to find you online, where's the best place for them to go? Well, my website, if you want to see my work, is just hcphotography.co.uk, partly okay. because people can't spell cousins. Um, okay. And uh, the training stuff is very simple. That's just learnwithhannah.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want the kind of... In, I use... I'm a, a more of an Instagram user. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I do... Where possible, when I'm shooting, I'm in the studio, I do daily stories, show you my light setup, show you results. You know, kind of, it's like you're on board with us on a working, you know, kind of our working day. Nice. Um, okay. And that is just my fault. It's a very long handle, but it's my name. <laughs> it's Hannah Cousins Photography. I should change it to something Hannah shorter, Cousins but... Photography. And tell us all how we're spelling cousins. Ah, C-O-U-Z-E-N-S. Okay. It is of French origin. So it should Ooh, be cousin. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Apparently. Right, got it. Got it. Apparently, but yeah, uh, it, it, yeah. <laughs> so that's right. why it causes problems for people. <laughs> Han- Hannah Cousins Photography, cousins with a Z and with an E, not an I. Got it. That's it. You got it. All right, lovely. Well, look, let's leave it there. Hannah, thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing that news with us as well. That's amazing. I feel real privileged on that. Um, but it's great to have you on the show here. And thank you so much for your time. And thank you for being here. 
Uh, thank you for having me, Simon. It's absolute pleasure. You very, I think we've really enjoyed listening to your podcasts, and I think it's a real great insight for anybody when it comes to photography. So thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. And that was Hannah Cousins. Wasn't that some beautiful news she broke on this episode? Mark the 1st of October in your diary because that's when the baby is due. Hannah, from the bottom of my heart and with all my memories of becoming a parent for the first time, a huge thank you from me for coming on to this episode of the podcast. Now, don't forget, you can follow Hannah online and you can see her work by checking out hcphotography.co.uk or learnwithhannah.com and her Instagram account, I think she said that's the best place to check out her work, actually, is Hannah Cousins Photography, and that's Cousins with a Z. Now, if you're listening to this and you haven't subscribed yet, then go do it, because that just means that next time I release an episode, you'll receive a small notification just to let you know that it's there. It's not a big notification. It's not too intrusive. It's just a little pop-up on your phone. And then the next time you're out for a walk or in the gym or on a long car journey, you can hear from another photographer. But also, if you know someone who'd like to be on this podcast, and if you think they would serve the audience well, then please put them my way. It's always good to connect with new people. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Have a totally smashing week. Bye for now.